Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find opinion articles, podcasts, including ours truly, and also modalidades, if you will. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent. Uh, where you can get merch, you can sign to get exclusive content and share your Benfiquism. Calma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser o Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser o Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões estão assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. Até à morte. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Law Benfica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumaças. With me, as always, Cristiano Oliveira. Cristiano Oliveira, como é que é, amigo? Tudo bem? Alfredinho, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Good. I'm doing well. My wallet is not doing so well. It's a little lighter. I went to the pump this afternoon to gas up, to fill up my car. Bet you it wasn't more than I did. And did I tell you? Probably not. You got a bigger tank. No, no. You got a bigger tank in that. Hey, that's what she said, baby. <laughs> no, my, I think I only have, what, 12 gallons in my One, little Civic? 25. Well, this... I said, what the? Yo, uh, can I leave you there and walk? <laughs> it's a, do I get a free car wash with this? <laughs> I don't walk. Just keep it. I don't even want to touch it. Just leave it full. Holy no, it cow. Is, yeah, it was it was a huge eye opener. At least I told, I almost asked the guy, at least kiss me uh, while you're fucking me. <laughs> but no, I thought it was a little bit too forward. Um, Dave DeOliver is here also. Dave, what, how's, the, how's the, the gas prices in Canada, man? Is uh, Trudeau, Trudeau doing uh, right by you? No, no. Uh, well, he's not. Hasn't been doing anything right uh, as of late. But uh, automobiles. <laughs> the gas. Yes, the gas. Yes, yes. Uh, I. I. I filled up my tank on my Civic there before everything uh, hit the shit hit the fan there. So I haven't pumped it up since uh, everything went. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be about seventy bucks here to uh, to fill up a Canadian hay or Canadian hay. Yeah. Canadian. But luckily, if you listen to this podcast. You're gonna start making money by listening to Cristiano's uh, picks, and we're all gonna make money to uh, afford gas here. So tune into That's the, right. uh, the podcast. Two weeks in a row, uh, Cristiano uh, predicts the right. I'm not even gonna say guess because there's a method to the madness, right? So I'm gonna say Cristiano predicted the two results that the two results for the past two Benfica games. It's more like six out of the last ten. I take that shit back. I've been counting. It's it's a guess. It's horn. a guess. It's not a prediction. It's a guess. But yeah, I mean, if you're t- uh, tuning in for Cristiano's uh, betting tips, uh, stay tuned. We'll be talking about that later. Let all the let all the Freddies come in before you start praising yeah. me. I want them to jump in and praise me as well. <laughs> Mike Gonzalez is here. What's going on, Mike? What's Hope up, everything is well with you. Paul Freire just joined. Wait from wait. He just left Chelsea. The, he- <laughs> <laughs> former former Portuguese international Vitor Estuvo Porto Chelsea. Yeah. Obrigado, Paulinho. Yeah, Paulo. I get. I, you know, I I love my Civic, man. I get. Uh, well, I get about almost 360 miles to the to uh, to a full tank. It's pretty good. 
And that's without the ego. You know, it's funny. Without the ego, my turn truck on. always says three sixty. No matter what, when I put twenty dollars, a hundred dollars is three sixty. So <laughs> well, that's where you start with that I think zero. That's where you got that number from? You <laughs> no, no, no. I actually reset, reset the the counter. I gotta try that. I gotta try reset. I reset the counter, and then when I go fill it, I said, oh, oh, "Okay, this down. Down. That's like, what I you got. Too. This much left. You got this much left. So it says right now your full tank's three sixty. And then as you start, you could tell like two eighty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I'm talking about the trip, my, the trip counter. I reset I never, my trip I know, counter. I've never done that. I got to do it. I want to see if it's... Uh... Dave, what do, you, what do you think you get to uh, full tank, Dave? Well, you're well, kilometers, it's, it's right? Lead, it's liters. Oh, so, oh, uh, oh, no, quite... no, no. No, I'm going Cesar da Silva, what's happening, Cesar? Hope you're doing well. Hope everybody's doing I well. I had a Civic like 20 years ago. 20 years ago. No, a little less. Maybe like 2005, I had a Civic. Four-door. That shit was dope, though. Uh, it was like a '89, I think, and so like it looked like it didn't. Civics even have, are classic. It looked like it didn't even have a hood in the front. It was like I was driving on top of the car. I used to kill it. I used to. Kill My it. dad had a Civic, and you you know we used to call it a Civic Uran. Uran. Because that shit was like you stepped on the gas. It was very responsible, even though it was it, it was a four cylinder. But it was like one of those hatchback, the Civic hatchbacks, and he was like this shit powers through everything. I'm gonna go call it Uran. Uran, Uran, Uran. Uran, but I loved Uran as well. Oh, Mike says he's going to be in New York City, New York City próxima semana. Get a bodyguard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the way shit is out there in the city now, all the crime, if I get a bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk, Mike. We'll talk. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so anyway, here we are. Uh, you got to cancel all your appointments to meet with Mike, man. He's a celebrity. Oscar, I think that's the guy that does the podcast. Oh, Oscar. That's Oscar. What it's supposed to Oscar. Oscar is in, Oscar. in Florida. Is he? Yeah, from what I understand. I'll go hang out with Mike. Then. Yeah. <laughs> now, Mike, Mike's a good guy. The only thing is that he's an Arsenal supporter. That's the only I thing like I Arsenal probably don't well. like about him. I like uh, I like. Mike. I like our, I mean, look, so me and Mike got a couple more things in, in, um, in common, except the volleyball stuff. He does like volleyball, podcasts, and all that stuff. I mean, guy got a lot of time on his hands. That's right. He's one of the hardest working podcasters in uh, in the Benfica community. Him and uh, him and Mister Mister Benfica. I w when they start doing Benfica baseball, I'll be a participant on every podcast. I think uh, Chris, you could probably go and coach Benfica uh, baseball with your knowledge of the game. It is my favorite American pastime. It really is, and I do know a lot. My favorite American pastime is sleeping. Oh, you said Portuguese. He said there was a Lynn Jones. Jones <laughs> so anyway, we're we're, <laughs> we're we're kind of uh we're kind of burning some time here hoping that uh, all the more Freddies join us before we get going. But I'll give you uh today's lineup. Oh, this is we, we we kicked off last week's podcast about me being Mr. Right. And I just had a question for you guys. Was I right or was I wrong? Dave. You were you were right. I already gave you your shout out. I gave uh, you no, your I'm just, I just there's more Freddies in the chat now, so I'm just Alfred. Was I right? Was I wrong? You were right, but here's okay. we're we're back to that conversation of you tooting your own horn. Uh, yeah, so here I you're doing. You never do, so I have to. I have. <laughs> no, I was going to remind everyone. I, I did remind everyone that you got the last couple of results right. Yeah, right. Let's move on. And the first one is even more impressive than than this one. 
This one is impressive, too. Because they, after they scored a second one, they went to sleep. It's it's as if they listen to the podcast and the boys are trying to make me look good. So I appreciate it. (laughs) Chris has people on the inside getting this for a right? Hey, 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 Dave. He's like that one dude, that that, that, that basketball dude that just got... uh, No, NFL. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Guess what? I (laughs) traded for him the week he got that he had mental health problems. So, hey... No connection between the two of us. What was the mental health? You just lost a lot of money. And you oh, just he said he swears. He said he only better like fifteen hundred. Yeah, but he was doing like five and eight game parlays. He was doing parlay bet fifty. Apparently, but, uh, what, it was like paying out a mil, eleven million bucks too. If they uh, what yeah, they five and eight, Dave, eighteen parlays. What yeah. friends of mine? What friends of mine that would, would you know that have a little bit of knowledge of, of of how these things go? They said will most likely happen. It'll come out at some time. My friends were like, what most likely happened is these bookies started pressuring them to throw games. And obviously, you know, I'd rather have mental problems than have to throw games. So, you know, that, that'll be a conversation for another podcast. But, yeah, I mean, things can get really interesting. And that's and that's the whole scare. That's the whole um, thing with, you know, athletes betting on games and stuff like that. Because now bookies, you owe money. to. I mean, not that he wouldn't have money to pay because the guy's a multimillionaire, makes millions of dollars a year. But when now you're being asked to throw games and if you don't throw the game i'm gonna i'm gonna out you i'm gonna let everybody know you've been betting so now you're stuck in a wall in a hard place yeah no the um the biggest thing and obviously there's mechanisms and we'll get into the podcast in a little bit but there's mechanisms in place to, to safeguard of things like this happened so the application in which he placed his his bet is is a partner of the nfl not only that but there's um a watch a watchdog uh-huh. that if there's anything that's wrong with these agencies these agencies ha- must report it uh-huh. so they reported to this watchdog who apparently you know sports betting and stuff and that's how he got to the NFL well what did they report that he- they reported that he bet well there's <laughs> there's speculation that he gave like you know his name he signed up as uh David the Oliveira from from Canada but then when he throws in his credit card to pay, his credit card <laughs> number comes out. <laughs> so, they, you know, that was kind of like Classic. what was going around. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it's classic move. Classic move. Yeah, don't gamble, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's no. not a good hobby. But if you gamble, make sure that you listen to listen to Christiana's uh, picks. Like Pauline says, I should start charging. That, that's, that's right. That's on my, uh, that's on my uh, what is Car- it, OnlyFans page. Car- OnlyFans. <laughs> I thought OnlyFans was only for to, to show uh, for only, for adults. Not by all. It specifically says clearly OnlyFans. Yeah, but behind that, there's some some nakedness. No, that's you sure. people. Correct, Dave. OnlyFans, right? I'm a yeah, I'm a good natured boy. See, your 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 mind is corrupted. Carlos is here. Carlos, since Carlos is here, now it's time to start. Let's go. Four hundred and four hundred and forty is what we're up to uh, this week uh, on this week's uh, agenda here. Uh, we'll look back at the Portimonense game. Uh, we'll look ahead to Vizela and Ajax. Ajax, which happens a week from today. And since it's going to happen a week from today, we're actually going to be live uh, for you on Wednesday. Um, oh, so, oh, I thought you were going to see it live during the game. That's why no, I'm no, live, like, live during the game. I think we think everyone got better things to do than being live. In the, well, at least I do. I don't know about you. I mean, you yeah. just you just listen to me and find out what the prediction is. And yeah, you don't need to watch, watch the game. Yeah, if it's good, don't watch. I mean, take it all the way to the if bank. It's good. Watch. If it's bad, don't watch. Anyway, um, if you could travel down to uh, to the Algarve on uh, Saturday to play uh, 
portomonense, por, por, é de portomonense ou portimonense? Portimonense. Ok. Três portimonense. Uh, might be. I see the joke now. You got the joke. I'm a little late. I'm a little late to the party, like Carlos. Um, I'll give you the lineup. Vlacodimus was in goal. Gilberto Otamendi, Vertonghen, and Grimaldo. <laughs> so I was playing. You, you, but you, you. Is that is that for the starting lineup there? No, it's for me. For me, when he, when he was like Porto, but I'm like, it, it should have been the. That's yeah, what it should have been. Yeah, like um, Vigel interrupted in the middle. Rafa and Everton on the wings. Ramos behind Yaramchuk. So, uh, as we found out, apparently um, Darwin uh, had a, a gastroenteritis during the week. What is that? It's, it's a, it's a tummy, tummy pain. Tummy pain. Yeah, gas. Gastroenteritis. I don't understand. I don't. I don't freaking understand. Carlos is a gynecologist. Do you deal a lot with those, Carlos? Carlos, what's a gastroenteritis? I think that gas, uh, gastro, Carlos. Gastroenteritis. Gastro. gastro I don't even know that's such a word. Gastroenteritis. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm a I, I hate it when I hate and and look for especially for us. Who uh, Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, he probably had some some kind of food poisoning. But you know what I hate the most is that, and for us that are that don't live in a country that uh, our our vocabulary is not as extensive, especially in the medical terms. I hate it when. They talk about somebody being hurt and they give it this fancy ass medical term. But that's what it is. It, they, but like, I was just saying, but it, it's not their fault. Fault. We're we're stupid. Stupid. I wanted to just say that. It's not their fault. We're stupid. <laughs> no, it isn't. But when like, no muscular, the pilar. I'm like, what? No gemu direito. Yeah, what is a gemu? <laughs> a gemu. It's your calf. It's your calf muscle. So the twins? Call, you they call them twins. It could be your balls. So I mean, the gem, you know what I mean? The gemus. So your calf. You got are, stepped oh, yeah, on a gemus. Yeah. No, it, you know, it, it's. I find myself Googling shit all the time because I don't know exactly what um, what uh, <laughs> what it means. And I, I kind of want to inform people on what it is and translate it for people. Otherwise, if I hadn't to do that, I would just say, okay, it is. Isso que o cara estava apanhando uma caganeira do cara. Estava todo burrado. Yeah, so so because he was he was out of a few practice sessions during the week, Yaramchuk got the start. Otherwise, I think that uh, Darwin on that team is uh, is probably the strongest lineup that we have. Um, before we get into the game, uh, I'll ask you this, and I know that you just hit the the mute button there, but I'll ask you this. Um, Consistent 11s, we obviously see this as a good thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, considering the last year and a half with all the new restrictions with COVID and players not being able to practice and teams not – players, teams, whatever, not being able to practice, these guys not getting that familiarity with one another. You know, it takes – time to play with one another and you see when when coaches like to, to 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 mess with their lineups their consistency is not as great as those that are custom look man we're 11 you know hey, look everybody but these are our strongest 11 and it's up to you to crack your way into our our picking order pecking order and and, and it's up to you guys that are in the starting 11 to keep up this <clears throat> to keep up your form in order to, to stay with your spot on the team. 
right? But it's good competitive balance. But what I'm trying to say is the more that these guys play together, the more they're going to get used to one another, the more in rhythm they're going to get. So, yeah, I would say absolutely. It's 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 a great it's a great problem to have. Yeah, and and I completely understand the 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 setting uh with COVID and everything. And and obviously what I'm going to say next is not a knock on JJ, but JJ struggled to put out a consistent 11. And and granted there was there might have been some factors, right, that affected it. But if there was something that we saw week in week out was a different 11. And I think that like you said, the more these guys play with each other, the more familiarity they have. But I think that it adds to some of the consistency. Um, but it's just, it's not just about for me. It's about the comfort zone. It's like you're talking about a kid like Gonzalo Ramos who's playing now week in, week out, right? He's getting adapted to big boy football. He's getting comfortable with things around him. He's starting to gain some confidence because now he knows, look, if I just keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to get an opportunity to play again next week. So now – when he misses an opportunity and he just, you know, with, with JJ, he put his head down, now picks up his head, like, yo, on to the next. You know, again, and and, and that's, I guess, a positive on, on Verissimo's side, and it's a negative on JJ, is that he's he's given these guys a little bit more leeway. He's made some changes. He's made some changes. But at the same time, I think by allowing the players to just be themselves and look, you play well, you're going to be in the starting lineup. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That brings up a, you know, that brings a lot of confidence into yeah, the players. Yeah, and, and you mentioned about the changes. Do you think that a lot of his changes have been have been positive in your eyes? Well, I mean, there's only one change. I know that's <laughs> do I got to talk about it? it starts with a four and it ends with an I. Uh, but <laughs> you always get me when you say that because I'm always waiting for a letter begins with a T and ends with the T. I, that's too much for the mind. <laughs> number is a lot easier. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, look, it, it, I, I, he started to play. I don't know, for a little while it was Lazaro. Now it looks like it's Gilberto all over again. He's still mess, messing with the lineup a little bit. He's twinking with it a little bit. No, for the yeah. most part. Yeah, I don't know if Darwin um, up top, Ramos up top. Yeah, right? but Everton's it, been playing. That's really been <laughs> your three up top. He's definitely. Uh, gotten to a level of consistency in terms of his starting 11. Um, I don't think Everton, I don't know if, I, I think that maybe Everton did play um, a lot of cons, a lot of yeah, consecutive Ever- games with JJ. With JJ played as well, but what I'm talking about is now, since you mentioned Now, this guy, yeah. Now he's been playing because Rafa has really taken, you know, a step back ever since JJ left. And now he picked it up. A little bit, but he's you know he's back to his inconsistencies, right? And when Darwin is healthy, it's Darwin, Ramos, and Everton. It's see, I mean, Dave, am I? I mean, you can look up the starting lineups, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's the three that he's been really running. Well, it's not even three because he's been playing Everton on the right, the yeah. two guys up top. Uh, Ruff has been getting his run too, but he's definitely not informed. Despite, yeah. despite the, the, I don't know why. I don't know why I was just uh, brain fart. Yeah, I was. I was with the four three three, and then I I started naming him out. I'm like, oh shit, no, there was a four. No, he's, he's um, he, he's definitely taking a lot of the guessing in terms of what eleven is going to start, and because he's been consistent with his with his choices for the starting eleven, especially when all the guys are are healthy. Um, let's get into this game. But wait, but before you get into yeah, the game, I'm sticking with the line. In the middle, he's got Bernardo, João Mario, who apparently ever since he's gotten COVID, that you know he's not been the same player, and, and Trapp. So 
he does have some decisions to make there. At the six, it's always Vigo. On the left, it's who, who else does he have on the left? It's Everton. On the right, it's Rafa. I mean, the only other guys that really come into the conversation, unless I'm missing somebody, Dave, you can jump in whenever you want. It was Panjonovic, whatever, Renanovic, Renanovic, whatever his name. That guy. I can never say that guy's name. I mean, what other options? Julius? I mean, what other no, options do really we really doesn't. have? And I, easy I, left. That's it, that's it, one less guy that yeah, at least he was there. Like but Paul Zolich play on the left, play on the right. He can play on the wings apparently once in a while. Who who are you missing? Yeah. And and I completely agree with you. And and which you got Sferovic injured. I'm sorry, I didn't cut you off. Sefero you got Rodrigo injured. Yeah, I mean, there's not many. I mean, you really only have and then and then what's his name? Uh Yaramchuk. Right, I think he was injured too for a little while. Then he played. Then he wasn't 100. percent Now he's back. I mean, the options kind of like the only ones that you could say that he's been making a change was in the middle of the park with that up, and then at right back with uh, Gilberto Carlos and um, and uh, Lazaro. Everything else has been the same. Those yeah. are the only guys that he's really been taking in and out of the lineup. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hey, right? Am I right? Wrong? No, you're the only I've, guy that uh, mm-hmm. you're missing. There you went through uh, pretty much everyone except uh, Diogo Gonzalez, but yeah, but he's not been an option. Yeah, yeah, that's, no, why, it, I, that's why I forgot it, about him. And and for all the the reasons that you just mentioned in hey, terms look, Eurik, of Eurik, 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 Trasher, Thrasher, Atlanta Thrasher fan. Yeah, I mean, like you yeah. just mentioned Diogo Salva as well. So, um, I think that in in taking into consideration everything that you said in terms of the. There's there's bodies, but the quality in terms of depth is is shitty. Um, I I don't know, it, and it it kind of like upsets me that we should have known or we should know that there's clear deficiencies in this roster, and yet we go through a winter transfer window that all we do is clean house. Uh, we could at least brought somebody. I'm not saying another right back because we already have enough, but maybe a a true six. We need a through, and there's a, a a true six, and he's playing really well in Portugal. And I'm surprised Benfica didn't do everything they can to, to go get him in the summer. Too much money. Come on, bro. We threw we, we throw money at that. I don't want to say we that. we're talking about uh, Musrat Al Musrati. That's a true six. That guy's a tank. Yeah, he's a, he's a tank. He's a true six. And, and look, I, he's a tank. That guy in Benfica colors right now. He'd be running everybody over. He's doing this. He's having another great season at Sporting Braga. Yeah. That's like a 20 mil. Oh, well, bro. There, look, there's too much money, and then there's money that's too much. But guess what? It was well spent. Just like, look, I criticized Benfica at the time for throwing 25 or 27, whatever the hell it was, for Darwin, right? And now it looks like it's money well spent. But last season, it was like, oh, my God. What the-? You know for a fact when you spend that 20 million on Al Musrati, you know what it's going to be well spent. It's like. Going back to the beginning of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, you knew that 12000 you spent on the Honda Civic with Ferrugio all over, that shit was going to be well worth it because it's going to give you every mile that you're going to get from it. So, you know, look, that that guy, I'm surprised that even in January, Benfica could have made a change. We know. I mean, we've known now for two years we need a six. Yeah. No, and that's, that's the thing that upset me is that we there's these glaring – gaps of talent and quality in our roster and yet we couldn't just go pick up a guy to be a six and i'm not saying go spend 20 million on musrati right i'm not saying that 
Um, but maybe there's somebody else out there that could come and be a six. Well, Lugarte, Sporting winning got from I forget what the hell it was. Famalico. I think it was it was half yeah. of that. And that's a guy I think would have played at Benfica today. Yeah. At the sixth position. I mean, there are guys in Portugal that can probably play. I mean, there's a guy I never liked him. I don't think he was suited for Benfica today, but I don't know if he was six. But but your guy, Dave. That's a guy that could look stock you. He could have came to Benfica and he's stock you's not maybe, a six. Maybe he's not an he's not in your starting eleven, but he's in a guy off the bench that would have added to the quality of your team. I think you stock. I don't know. So if he's not a six, then forget about it. Yeah, I think you stock you's been committed to Porto for a while now. Uh, but yeah, Musrati, and look, you get Musrati, right? And, and granted, you might not sell him at the end of the season, right? Why, why sell him? You get him, you keep him. You, you keep him, but I'm saying if Benfica doesn't buy any players without the intent of I'm going to make a, oh, yeah. a shitload of money on this guy yeah, further down the road. Problems on the roster. But you got Musrati, right, playing for Benfica, doing well. Next season, he has a, a, a tremendous year at Benfica. You sell them easily. You double. double that money easily. Here's my question I got for you guys so you could get back. This because you've been trying to talk about this lineup uh, for 20 minutes now. <laughs> but I'll ask both of you guys. And you, Freddy's, Hugo just joined us. He said, what's up, Hugo? Diogo, I love Diogo. And I know you want to, you know, you're trying to play your part before you got to go to work. But come on, man. Why would you even? Why would you even post yeah. that question? No, Please no, because uh, I know I know where Diogo is coming from. Today there was a little blurb on the on the front cover of the of the bola that said Vrissim uh, safe at least until the end of the season. If he remains, and then if we come to June, we don't know, and he remains our coach. I'm saying it right now. You better start getting one of these. I'm not coming back on a pod next year. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, I I sure as hell hope that he. I'm not coming back. Thank you very much, Verissim. Thank you for, for taking the team till the end of the season. But goddamn, please but do question, not do this to us. Yeah, the question I was going to pose to you guys was this. <laughs> Benfica, so the, as you guys know, right, I'm not bringing any news to you guys here. Right? There's two different transfer windows, right? July to the end of August, beginning of July to the end of August. And then there's one from the month of January, right? You guys are well aware, right? It, it seems as if Benfica wasn't aware of that. Benfica <laughs> only realized we, we got a new president. He's, he's not sure about all the rules, maybe. Benfica only realized that there was a transfer window in January when it ended, and then they try to ship everybody out to Turkey. It, before that, I was like, oh shit, there's a transfer window. What, what's the ah, it's a rumor. They didn't believe in it. So the question I COVID suspended. So, but let's just say that they did know, right? They weren't sleeping like I'm saying they are. Do you think that the fact that they didn't go to the transfer market and try to get one guy? Two guys to plug a hole here and there is because maybe they didn't believe that this team would be within a shouting chance of of, of catching Sporting for that second spot, at least at the very least. You think you think they had anything to yeah, do with it? I mean, that should have been the focus. The but, first place might be out of um, first place might be out of range, but at least let's put something together that would allow us to compete for second place. And God knows the points that that Sporting have already lost the second half of the season points that um, four or five months ago, we never thought that Sporting would lose, but they have lost. If we had a half of a consistent performance, we've been, we would have been right on top of those Lagarts. No, okay, but, but Benfica, Benfica has it doesn't use uh, the January transfer window in the last couple of years to enforce the team. They've used it. Like we've said to get rid of some, 
contracts. The only guy that I can think of off the top of my head that we've gotten in the last maybe five years is Weigel in the, uh, in the January transfer yeah, window. And- Other than that, it's been sell, 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 or, or loan out. Yeah, and Dave. Um, yeah, but hold on. Mike's saying, you know, they didn't go get guys because no. no, no it's, it's not going to matter, man. The six but, but, is a six. Mike, Mike, I'm talking about getting a guy to plug a hole. I mean, maybe you need you don't a, go out, we don't have a six. Maybe you don't go out and get Almuzrati for $20 million. I get that. But you tell me there's not a guy in Portugal, a guy in Romania, a guy in Chile. I don't freaking know for two, $3 million. That's that so that for the rest of the season. I'm not talking about you need to spend $20 mil, but. If you know you have a, a glaring weakness at a position and you have a whole month to identify him, go to the New York Red Bulls for Christ's sake, go get Sean Davis. I don't know. There's got to be alternatives out there that don't cost $20 million. Yeah, That's what I'm saying, Mike. I'm, I'm, I'm And not knowing all the rosters in the MLS, but I'm willing to bet there's at least a six in MLS that could play at Benfica. Maybe not a world beater or a world class guy, get, but uh, they could fill it in with guys from the B team if they absolutely. And the B team. To. Here's the thing with the yeah, B team, Dave. The the B team is composed of a lot of young kids. Most of those kids are still juniors, so they're way. It's way too. It's way too green for them to even uh, come out to the to the A team. And Christina was saying, as a result of Weigel's absence, they had brought the the one kid from the B team to train. Uh, with the main team, uh, which I, for, I forget his name now. Brito. Um, Brito, right. Uh, but yeah, but this th- this sixth position, we've been absent or or orphan of a six for a couple seasons now. Couple? Th- Who's the last one? Fasia. Yeah, a true six. Was it because Florentino was never. Was never uh, somebody's. Yeah. Up. Gabriel wasn't a six. That's what Fasia was the last one. Fazer was the last one. I got yeah, a true true six. True six. Because Maite is not a six, as we all know, and, and even Verissim's already said it. Uh Weigel is not a six. Tarab's not a six. Romari's not a six. Paul Bernardo's not a six. We don't have a six. And that's what I'm saying. And, and, and Mike is reiterating his point about they didn't want to give him a guy that maybe the new coach. Bro, again, Mike, you could get a guy on loan for six months. All right, there's ways of doing business where you're not investing millions of dollars or euros. So it just to me, it's lazy. Mike, I, it. I, I find it very hard that a that a coach wouldn't take uh, Musrati, especially. No, but I get Mike what he's saying. I, I if, understand. If they're planning on bringing if, a new coach. Right, I want to spend so, twenty million on a guy yeah. that the new coach might say, "Yeah, I don't want this guy." It, but now I, I don't see many coaches are going to come to Portugal and say, "Hey, look, I don't like this guy because he's a tank." But, right? Yeah. But. but but I, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give Mike the benefit of the doubt. But you telling me that there's other guy, there's not other guys throughout Brazilian football, Argentinian football, whatever, bro, the world, right? And, and plus, JJ, oh, JJ, I left. He took his server. That explains. He took it. his server. All the research is. Low. But, but here's the thing, Mike. That explains uh, it. And here's the thing, right? If they don't want to bring Musrati because they're expecting a coach, for me. That coach should have already been identified. And if you don't want to announce him or whatever, you should already have a coach and you should already be working on next season. Yeah. And, and if it's something that you need a six and a coach, and, and let's just say, and I don't think they have a coach, Alfredo, but let's just say they did, right? A, a going according to, to what you're yeah, saying. Lincoln is a good call. I do. I, I'm the one that told him that. That's, he thinks he's smart. <laughs> I tell him that when he calls me every day. Now he's coming to try to sound smart in the chat. But but if let's just say, play your theory out, right? That they've already identified a coach that's that's willing to take over in June. 
You'd sit around and if you had, and I don't think Braga was going to sell him, but just to go along with your point, if you have an opportunity to go get an Al Musrati, you turn to that coach and say, look, before we invest $20 million on this guy, is this someone that fits your system, fits your criteria? This is your tactical. So clearly they don't have a coach. No, no, I'm saying, but they could have done that. They could have. I'm not saying they I wish they would have. But I'm saying they could have. That's what I'm saying. Doesn't mean just because the coach is coming in that they couldn't have gone in and said, look, yo, what's up? You like this guy? No? All right, forget it. We'll just teams. You like him? All right, then. You know, we'll do what we got. There's there's just, bro, this is a glaring weakness. Everybody knows we need a six. Now, if it's a player, you got to spend a lot of money. Fantastic. If it's a player, you got to spend a little money. Fantastic. What I'm saying is you don't have to do either. You could very well spend 500000 to get a player on loan for six months that at least stabilizes that position. It gives you a little bit more guarantees um, going forward. Yeah. Chico, I think uh, Samuel Lina's already promised to somebody. I, I don't even know. I don't even think he belongs no, to No, he's uh, the one who went to oh, is it Liverpool. Right? He went to a big team, a Liverpool. And I don't even is know it, if he's a six, be, to be honest with you. Yeah, but he went to. He's like a winger or forward. Dave, is it Atletico Madrid or Liverpool? I think he's already. He's Atletico. already got. Is Atletico, he's got a big he's, agreement. He's, he, yeah, it's Atletico. He's got an agreement with one of those big teams already. Dave, check out um to see because somebody oh, there was. It is. So, Atletico, so yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, check out uh, what Musrati has left on his contract. 2024. 2020. Oh, all right. So Diogo Reyes said we could get him on the cheap at the end of his contract. He still got to wait till 2024. It's only two more years. Yeah, oh. but by then, Uga ya está con 35 años. El Careca ya está. So, anyway. And Lino's uh, a left wing. Yeah, he is. He is a, uh, but I do uh, like Lincoln attack. and Al Musrati. I do like Lincoln. Smart. I told him this. I do other. like Lincoln. I do like Lincoln. I like that guy from. Um, The team that Gil Vicente with Pedrinho, I thought he was, I, I liked him. I've seen him a couple times now and I've, I have liked him. Pedrinho, I don't know how old he is, but he's a guy that plays there in a, in a midfield also. Uh, anyway. No, but, but I agree with you, Go. We haven't invested in the, in the, uh, the domestic market as much as we should. You see, you see Sporting, they've gotten players uh, domestically. And they've done very well. What? Um, Are we going back to sporting back-to-back pods? But I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying that it, it just shows the, you know, the. Tiveram uma sorte do caralho. How lost? Nah, sorte do caralho. Tiveram uma sorte do caralho. Onde é que eles estão este ano com esses gajos todos? They're one point ahead of all bomb asses. Ah, uh, obrigado. Yeah. No, nah, but. Are they one point ahead of us? I, I don't know. Have... Oh, that's right. They, I could have no. We they were one before they played, and then they played. Oh, wait, there's on, there's on. Yeah. Um. All right. Getting back to the game. Uh, we're giving up a goal in the 25th minute. Uh, a play. Uh, from from Tarabt that uh, the defense was poorly positioned, and two against one couldn't really um take but away I'm the passing to lane. The needle, but what the? F what were our center backs doing? But, uh, but here's the thing, right? I, I can't even... Uh, and look, you could see that I, I wrote in my notes here because you're always praising Tarapt and I tend to to try to temper you your excitement for Tarapt. Uh, but I wrote something here on my notes as I'm watching the game. Giveaway by Tarapt. Two, two, two center backs couldn't recover. 2v1. And I think... Look, I understand that the team is positioned on the field 
to attack, right? So uh, the fullbacks are, are, are very wide. Uh, Weigel was next to Tarap, so he wasn't even behind Tarap to, 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 get, to give him a passing lane. And I think that the two center backs are a little wide. But from the time that we turn over the ball to the time that the pass is made, that center forward made a run in between the two center backs and the two center backs couldn't react. You know why? You know why slow. that was? No, no. Besides slow, there was something that you taught you. You taught you were th- you were taught at nine years old not to do as a center back. Do you recall what that was? Don't leave your mark. Don't ball watch. Don't ball watch. And they were ball watching. They were clearly ball because they weren't aware of what the they, because if they weren't ball watching, they would have been aware of their distance. They would have been more compact. They were just and again maybe they didn't expect the genius. Tarap to make such a, a dumb turnover. I'm joking with that, obviously. But maybe didn't expect Tarap to make such a such you know a, a little kid mistake, right? That was that was dumb on his part. Yeah. And, and they were called ball watch, but at the end of the day, they were still ball watching. Yeah. And I think that's what it came down to. And then by the time, like, oh shit, up, it it was too late. Yeah. The, the, I, I mean, w- Chris and I were watching the 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 highlights of of the game before, and the guy has time to get himself into that channel in between the two center backs. And Otamendi was too slow in reading the run. Um, and I think that you, you got to look at Otamendi as, as being partly at fault. Look, the thing with that happened, everybody knows. He's a guy that could, could thread the needle better than, than anyone on this team, right? He could find the passes that people don't find. But within that risk factor, uh, there also come they may come consequences. So we have to kind of get used to that because if he's a guy that's going to go above and beyond to create a pass, to find a passing lane, to find a guy between defenders or behind the defenders, you also have to be prepared that sooner or later, some of those passes might get intercepted. And this was the case. I can't fault that up completely for this, uh, but certainly – when you have that up, those are that's the risk you take. It's not just that up, bro. Look, that it, it's anybody in this point. Look, that up turns the ball over a lot. We see it, we get it. But just to say that up doesn't doesn't excuse our center backs from one ball watching, two not being able to to read the play and not being able to react. So I mean, look, it, it they say coaches say a lot of times, you know, no goals or or any man's fault. This is a team game. Yeah, yeah, and, and look. They were all at fault. It is what it is. Um, but it's just let's just hope it's a mistake that that doesn't occur too many times here. Yep. Yeah. So uh, and, and then this is one of the the, the strangest halves of, of football that I that I have seen. It, was, it might might be the longest. Yeah, definitely the longest, right? <laughs> so not even Porto be getting that time of uh, at a time. Nos anos 90, pá. Era até marcar. Você tem razão, mas fica mandando Era até marcar. No, look, uh, 30th minute, obviously, if you guys have been keeping up with everything, the no-name boys uh, just celebrated their 30th birthday or anniversary, I should say, uh, a couple days back. So naturally... There's always there was always going to be a demonstration of that, right? So in the 30th minute, obviously 30th minute, 30 years, uh, there was a bunch of uh, of toshes uh, or flares uh, that were that were. Thrown. I don't like those words. I like the word pyros, pyros, pyros. I like that day, right? Pyro sounds more elegant. 
Yeah, and look, um, I there was people saying that the timing sucks because your team is losing, and all of a sudden you're creating a break in the game when the team could probably use that time to to gather momentum. But the celebration was planned. Whether Benfica was winning five nothing, whether Benfica was losing three zero, it's kind of like that celebration break. was it was, like was thirty planned. minutes. You get a water break, <laughs> a hydration break, you get some blood. Um, but I, you know, and there was a lot of people saying, you know, we we love Pyros and and I, do, I, do. I, I love Pyros as much as as Cristiano. But the thing is that keep the Pyros in the stands, man. Or in a place where it's not going to interfere yeah, with no the need, game. There's no need to throw it into a game. I think that's my biggest gripe. Well, I, guess, I guess, look, if you're going to get the attention, it's by doing what? Stopping the game. And now you get everybody's attention. Yeah. I mean, look, it's it's a special occasion. It's 30 years. It's a long time. You know, it's older than you almost. It's a long time. And they wanted the world to know. But, yeah, I'm with you. Look, man, you know, I've had this conversation. Yeah. You, you, sometimes we have to control what we do. And as, as you said, they could have just held it. And, you know. And, I can't, I can't defend what, the, the, the Pyros, Michael? Um, I understand the celebration was going to was gonna happen. But the thing that I have the problem with is with them being thrown on the field. I, for that, I'm, I'm not defending that. They could have done that in the stands. There's other ways to, to celebrate in the stands, but I think that once you interfere with the, with the game, I think then that's that's when I I have a problem. So, well, they got fined today, ten thousand. Sporting got three thousand. Wow, Having them on the stands uh, fine, but throwing them on the field is ridiculous. I I agree with you. What I agree did, with uh, you. What did uh? Sporting got Sporting get three thousand. But for the same thing, they did it against Porto. So how come they get three and we get ten? Yeah, because maybe we got times my sausage. And they got no Sporting's got the most sauces, but they got ten million. <laughs> ten million sauces. <laughs> they all pay. They all pay the banks. Yeah, Sporting to give uh, Prodonado. For yeah, football. like like um like I was saying, strange half of football. And then within that moment, also there was a ball boy that that fell. That they had to interrupt the game so the ball boy could be seen by the by the physios. How did he fall? We got hit with a flare. I think that he tripped on something as he was jumping or something, and he wasn't feeling too well. I I don't know, man. I don't know. It was it was. It was Tavon Foron Laos guys. Foron Laos guys. But they had Furisim had to stop the game, and he told the players to go to the locker room. It's ridiculous, man. Because it's a you to the little boy. <laughs> no, because no, of the, the flares. The ball, the ball boy happened first, and then the flares happened. Uh, oh yeah, is that, that's what it was, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just, it was just a strange half of 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 a football match that I that I that I've watched. Uh, Sixteen minutes, I believe, were were added on, uh, and we actually got uh, our tying goal by Grimaldo af, uh, off of a feed from Tarap. Um, a shot outside the box. Um, how surprised are you for that? But uh, yeah, one- on, Alfred, you're gonna give him credit for outside the box. <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm saying is that I've always said in this podcast that Benfica doesn't shoot enough outside the yeah, box. But he's got like ten goals, and like nine of them are outside the box. Yeah, but some of them are. He's got six goals. You just read Dave's stats. He's got six I goals. Don't remember the and, exact and, number, though. and probably three of them are free kicks. 
and the rest of them outside the box. But I'm saying I saw a, a concerted effort by Benfica to try to shoot more outside the box, which is it annoys me no, no to no end when they try to do those combinations inside the box, one, two, with so many guys there, and they never can never get through. So yeah, so Grimaldo uh, put us. Uh, Grimaldo scored what in the fifty second minute, and then we scored our second goal. In the, in the 50, in the 50th minute. No, it was the 49th. Well, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, 49th. Yeah, so go go figure that. So he scored um, the 52nd. Did it count in the first half? Did it say 52nd? It said 45 plus, uh, plus, plus, plus 7. Oh, 52nd. Yeah, yeah. I'm so stupid. Yeah, yeah, but an, another really miserable half by, uh, by Benfica. Um, the saving grace was obviously that that one goal before the half, which kind of sets up the second half nice. And then we come out and uh, come out in a in a better spirit, if you will, and we get the go ahead goal in the fiftieth minute. Um, Ramos uh, putting away a, a an incomplete save by the keeper from a half a cross. It wasn't and, a cross; it was a shot. I think he tried to shoot it on goal. And, I don't know. Yeah, I man. think that was on goal. And and the goalkeeper parried away. It was an incomplete it? save. He parried I, it it to looked the side like a cross to me. I'm gonna make you watch the highlights again to see I, if it's a shot. I think it was a shot. Dave, you, yo, you come out. Twizzle I'm watching it. I'm watching it right now. Twizzle, 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 Twizzle. Tell us, tell us. That's a shot. It's a shot. It's a shot. It's a shot. It's a shot. The keeper yeah. should have had it. <laughs> yo, Dave. It was a shot that was going. Uh, that was second going post, far post, second post, far post, Dave. I think it was going off the the sideline. Are you shocked, Dave? I'm right again. I mean, yo, you gonna call him Mr. Right going forward? Cristiano, forget the 10. Number one bullshit guy. <laughs> um, so anyway, and I think that the rest of the game we just we just controlled the game. There was a little bit of flair from uh from from Portimonis, but nothing that would trouble uh that second half Portimonis clearly try to go for, for try for, to go, but it's try to go. They try to get another two two guys. They had one shot on goal and it was it was the goal. Okay, the rest of them went off the mark. So what? But they had the yo, know, they had that one clearly, clearly. Inside put, near the six, and he, yo, they had it over the goal. Just because the shot don't go on goal doesn't mean it's not a scoring opportunity. They created the more dangerous chances in the second half. Benfica once again, Tavali. I think they just wanted to get my score right, two to one, and just yeah, move on to the next because they clearly did not want to go for more in the second half. Yeah, Dave. The biggest thing about this game really was the result. To be honest with you, and now there's nine games Three left points. in a season. Would, would you? Yeah. Would you what, what what are overall feelings on the game, Dave? Three points. But I, I I thought it was the other way around. I thought we were more susceptible to getting goals scored against us in the first half than in the the second half. Once we had that lead, I felt a little bit more uh, more comfort there. And I know everybody's been piling on the uh, the pyros being thrown on the field, but really. It was a it was a different team even before the second half. As soon as the the ten minute stoppage for the the pyros off the field, you can tell that Benfica kind of got that break and was really pushing forward and, and trying to get that goal before the the first half. So um, that that break benefited the team in a, in a positive way. We got the goal before halftime, got a, a little bit of a rest there at halftime, and then got another one quickly uh, right after. But at no point there in the second half was I uh, worried about conceding another goal. If anything, I was uh, hoping Benfica would put another one back so we didn't have to hear Chris uh, celebrate his scoreline and we would have gotten uh, my 3-1 uh, scoreline correct there. But 
Um, yeah, I, I wasn't nervous uh, uh, at all there in the second half after that second goal was uh, was scored. I thought there was, if anything, Benfica was going to score uh, another one or two. Yeah, yeah, I I don't, I I wasn't nervous either, but I don't know if it's because I'm desensitized with uh, watching these Benfica games or just that I just felt like, oh well, it is what it is. If they scored. Nothing, nothing unexpected uh, from the way uh, the season is going. Um, Dave, put on that. That uh, okay? That's what I was going to ask you. Shik Morslin is it? I would like to ask Chris if he agrees that Gonzalo Ram should play more inside the box and not dropping so much to get the ball. He is the the best finisher we have, I believe. What do you think, Cristiano? I could I bef- while Cristiano thinks about the the answer I could I could tell you right now uh Shiku that if 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 Gonzalo Ramos is not playing this position he's not playing and I'll tell you why the amount of work that Gonzalo Ramos puts in um in terms of coming back defending going forward pressuring guys being here being there is what's been able to secure him some minutes in this team. So I don't know if in, inside the box he's he's better, but I don't think he would have been the first choice to be the one guy up front. That's what I think. Uh, obviously, there's the familiarity that he has with Vrissim. Vrissim knows where he could get the most out of him, but I just think that the work rate that Gonzalo Ramos has put in, uh, and we all – have ragged on on him for for missing sitters or missing uh, nice nice opportunities to score, but the thing that's securing his spot right now and that's also helped with his confidence is his work rate and what he's able to to give the team in terms of that. So that has kind of guaranteed him eleven uh, after eleven, uh, and I think that that also has helped uh, with his confidence. What do you think, Chris? I. I, I don't I don't think he's the best finisher on the team. But look, kids playing well, as you mentioned, and I think I talked about it a couple of weeks ago when Dave was on a rampage, just ripping everything in front of him. <laughs> I said uh, the one thing about Gonzalo Ramos that we could all praise is his work ethic. The guy's out there and he gives it his all. It, you know, he's he's due to his constant movement on and off the ball. The guy's always finds himself just like this weekend. Hey, he's just trailing the play. The goalie incompletes the save, falls right to his foot, taps it in. I mean, that's a fantastic finish if that's what you go by. I, I, look, he's doing enough. He's doing what he has to do to get that opportunity. And as I mentioned before, the harder you work, the more this coach seems like he's going to give you an opportunity. And, and he's making the most of it. So uh, credit to, to Gonzalo Ramos. I think um, as long as he keeps doing that and, uh, you know, he's going to be playing. Coaching staff clearly in the, in the in the club as well. They clearly want to give these kids an opportunity, and as long as he keeps, um, you know, providing these goals and providing this work ethic as he's been doing of late, he's going to get, um, he's going to get plenty of opportunities. Yeah, no, I, I agree with um, with with Mike is saying he he's more of our third midfielder than he is our second forward. To be honest with you, for the amount that he that he tracks back and, and the amount of room that he covers uh, defending and uh, balancing the team. Um, but yeah. I, I think, bro. Uh, and Shuk, I don't I, think we've gotten I'm the just, most out of Shuk yet. I'm just going to say this and we'll just keep moving on. Don't even, don't even pay no attention. But, bro, it is depressing. To what level are fans 
what level the exigencia from our fans has dropped to. It is to me worrisome. We we'll just keep to. Let's just keep. I don't want to talk. I just, no, exigencia today is like, bro. I don't want to talk about this because I'm gonna get aggravated. Tu vais a uma discoteca, vais a uma discoteca e só tá mulheres cinco estrelas, right? E vais a outra discoteca e só tá assim gajas mais feias e assim gajas um bocadinho mais pro pro avantajado. Here's the thing. I think that. The quality that the club, the quality of players that the club has provided us with or have signed in the past few years, I think that as the level of exigencia has dropped as a result of that. No, it's because we're no, all I aware. Don't, I don't think so. I don't see I that think there's limitations. I don't. I think it's due to the fact that everybody's in this illusion that every kid that's going to come out nowadays is going to be Juan Felix. Okay, but but not and so then you stopped investing in the in what you should, bro. Again, like I said, let's keep it on this game. You and I will talk about this all fair. I don't want because this we is, talk about it all the time. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm just referring. I'm not referring to the guys that come from the B team. I'm referring to just the whole roster in general. The quality of our roster are has dropped dramatically in the past few years. Would you would, yeah, would you say is a fair statement? Realistically. Since JJ left, and that was Correct. one of the biggest reasons no, he left uh, the first. Yes, it was. Since JJ no, left, uh, Vitoria's first year, we still had. It was no, you had the it, team it, there, but you you weren't investing. It was after that. You said it, investing that. since JJ left, the team is well. We invested a shitload a couple of years ago, not properly. Nothing, but there was a gap of not investing for four years, and then they invested. They threw everything at the wind that one year, which was last off season, two mm -hmm. years ago now, twenty twenty. Pre-COVID, no, 2019, right? It was like the three uh, 19, that pre-COVID, right before everybody was even aware of what, what, what was going on. They threw all that money, um, you know, to the wind. It's now some of these players like Darwin, right, is finally coming of age and he's playing really well. He's scoring goals. He's become a really important player for Benfica. But for a while there, there was no investment and they stopped. In, I still believe they stopped investing in, 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 in the and other players because now they think that they got these players that could come up and yo bump for papel deals. Yeah, I'm you know you're saying that and I'm I'm thinking about Darwin, but Darwin doesn't he doesn't even start when we have Jonas, when we have Mitchell no, Blue. I know, but dude, he doesn't even he doesn't even touch he, he doesn't even touch the ball. Gaetan on the left. For yeah, he, he come off the bench. And that's why I'm saying I think that because the quality has dropped so much, I think our expectations too have kind of dropped because we kind of we've identified the uh, the limitations of the roster and a lot of these guys. That's that's my feeling. But we need to, we need to get back to uh, Bro, buying the right saying, guys because we can't afford the we can't if we just spent a hundred million last year. What do you mean we can't afford? And again. Every kid doesn't have to cost you 25 million, guys. Everybody's always looking at a good player has to have a value of 20 plus. That's 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 not true. You can get players on the cheap that are good players and develop them to the next when Benfica went and got Di Maria, for example, they didn't pay no 20 million for Di Maria. Now those different times, but there are kids that you can go get that you don't have to break the bank to get these guys. Yeah, but we also went uh we went on a period where we were getting a lot of lottery guys out of Brazil. 
most of them really turned out to be garbage or Brazil or, or Uruguay or, or whatever. Most of them turn out to be garbage. But I, I, it goes back to what Hugo was saying. There's a lot of there, – there's not a lot, but there's some talent within the domestic market that that we get – we have the luxury of being able to see these players week in, week out. Uh, and I think that Benfica should be, be concentrated on that. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you. There needs to be a balance. It can't be just Portuguese, just Brazilian, just Italian, just Jamaican. It has to be a balance. We have we, to. Our scouting department sucks. Our, ever since that, what's his name? The Dubutu Bufa. Botu. Botu. He left. He went to Shakhtar, right? He went to Shakhtar. Ever since he left, our scouting has really dipped. Right. Maybe our kids look, we're signing. You talk about and and this is funny because you could get so much deeper than this into this. Right. Because you talk about, well, you know, Benfica's buying a lot of buying a lot of lottery tickets from Brazil and a lot of them didn't pan out. Right. Well, I guarantee you it's not as many as Portuguese kids that they have in every single age group and come up and they have 200 kids playing in the in, in the youth level and only three or four of those really make it. I mean, I could at the end of the day, bro, I don't care where you're coming from. I want the best prospect, the best player to be ready to play for Benfica, regardless of where he comes from. Yeah. No, but I mean, I, I'm just taking a look at the at the roster overall. I'm not even including the the Seychelles in it. I just think that, yeah, there needs to be a mix and it can't, oh, oh you know, players like Felix, like not Sanchez, they, they're like one, a generation, you know, or two, a generation. No, but they come. We got lucky. Guys, yeah. Those guys, bro. We went from, we went from, what's his name, Getz, right? I think Getz was already there. Renato yeah. showed up. Mm-hmm. Then you had a little gap, right? Then you brought up uh, really? Diaz. You brought up Ferro, who's playing really well. But you know, and Diaz wasn't even lights out at Benfica. The guy's definitely taking the next step by far. But then you brought up the genius in, in Joao Felix, and, and then it was supposed to be Jota, and it was supposed to be it, all of a sudden they were all going to be superstars. Yeah. Well, there, there was. Um... When a generation goes to the final of the UEFA Youth League, it, you got to think that there's a couple players at least that have chances of making the A team. Um, I just read something today on on a ball or whatever it yeah, was. That was the Smith or two he mentioned. Yeah, that was uh, I loved him. the 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 ages of 15 and 16 or, or 15 and 18. Benfica supply is supplying the most players to the to the national team. Yeah, but Sporting it's, used to do that. Yeah, but it's encouraging. Used to do that all the time. And how many titles Sporting won in twenty year gap? Okay, thank you. Not- Bro, the, 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 those are Quebec Shama. He said we're celebrating little victories. It's fantastic. Like for years, our whole Alfredo, our whole lifetime, we've been getting Sporting East is mocking us because oh. Look at the youth ranks, right? True enough. For how many years have we been getting hit with that? And it's like, bro, good. How many titles are winning for your club? So it's fantastic. Benfica, look, I want every single Benfica player at whatever youth level to be on the national team to be phenomenal. I want all these kids to be great. We just have to be realistic. Yeah, I agree. Dave, uh, what stats do you have on this game so we could uh, move on? Chris did tell us to move on, but we got stuff. <laughs> One hour on a game that uh, we thought we had nothing to uh, speak about here. But, we really didn't uh, say much about the game. Grimaldo, uh, with his sixth goal of the season, now leads uh, the league goals uh, leads the league in goals scored by a defender with five goals. Uh, like we made uh, mention of, four of his six goals this season have come from outside of the uh, the box. 
And uh, Ramos with the uh, game winner in the uh, 50th minute, his uh, sixth goal of the season and uh, his fifth goal in uh, the last nine matches since uh, Nelson Verismo has taken over. Yeah. So our predictions for this game, uh, Dave had uh, three to one Benfica. I had two to nothing Benfica and Chris had two to one Benfica, which he uh, which he predicted correctly. Um, next up, Vizela. Uh, Friday at Stadio Luz, 8.15 kickoff, local, obviously. Uh, what's Vizela up to this year, Dave? Uh, they're currently in 14th with uh, 24 points from five wins, nine draws, uh, 11 defeats. Giving up the fourth most uh, goals this season with uh, 43 goals uh, against through 25 games. They've scored 27 uh, through uh, 25 uh, games. They haven't won since uh, January 30th against uh, Guimarães, going uh, two draws and three spells, uh, or three defeats during that uh, that spell. Um, historically, we've won all five previous uh, meetings via, between the two clubs, but uh, in October, we needed a last-minute uh, goal from Rafa in the 98th minute to secure a one nothing victory. Yep. Um Yurik wants who the man, who yeah, the man in the matches. You, 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 I guess last question of of, of Benfica Portimonense. We moved on, but uh, we really do, we really don't do the man of the match here because uh, I I think that. Uh, but I'll do it. I'll do it. All the rest of the podcasts do do that pretty pretty well. Uh, who's your man of the match? Uh. Gonçalo Ramos. You want me to give you choices? Rafa, Gonçalo Ramos, Tarab. I'm going to go Gonçalo Ramos because he, he got the game winning goal. And uh, Grimaldo. Grimald. Even with that with that fumble, I was I was watching, guys, I, I'll be honest with you. I was watching the game. Yeah, I, so, I, I think for me it's uh, probably Gonçalo Ramos. What about you, Dave? Oh, I'm trying to remember back. I'll go with uh, Grimaldo there. Yeah, I think Grimaldo and, and Gonzalo Ramos had a, had, a, had a good game. Um, I guess you could say Rafa too, but Rafa's been so inconsistent this year. And it's he's he's just a mirror of who this Benfica has been. They play plays for 45 minutes, and in the other 45 minutes he goes missing. Even if it's 45 minutes, sometimes he only shows up for 15, 20 minutes. Ooh. Rafa. Yeah. All right, Vizela, uh, away from their stadium, two wins, four ties, six losses, as they've mentioned, five matches, uh, five matches historically between the two teams, five wins for Benfica. Benfica outscoring uh, Vizela 14-3 to in these five matches. Uh, and as they've mentioned also in the first round in Vizela, we um, we squeaked out a, a one-nothing one uh, win with the game, with a goal in 90-plus, 90 90- Plus three, if I'm not mistaken, by by Rafa off it was of like 98th, no? Could be. Was it 98th day? It was like yeah. really, 98th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really. Rafa. I remember Benfica strong. Like we, yo, we had no business winning that game. They played attractive football. I remember us sitting here saying they control the game. Yo, who's this coach with the boy? Now my man's got this whole down pack. The boy in the barba. Yo, they played well. They played. If you like, it, they, it was. I think it was unjust. It's I so think they sad. deserved more. I'm than, surprised they than haven't that. taken points away from the other uh, big clubs. But Dave, there's uh, that that coach Jose Lavone or whatever. Freak his name is. There's there's a strong connection there to uh, to Porto. 
So anytime these teams play against Benfica or any yeah. any team, Paul Luru's is a different there, level. There's always uh, yeah, there's always an extra level of uh, of motivation. But Benfica should should absolutely handle their business now. This is a team that's been struggling. 100. Benfica should slap them at home, and that's not to say that Benfica has been playing really well of late. But they're on a high. You know they've had positive results at one after another. Now they have an opportunity to 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 play well, go into a very important game in Amsterdam with their confidence at an all-time high. I expect Benfica to come play at the style of the lose. Fans will be there supporting them. I believe it's going to be – I'm on the side. I don't know if it's 3-0 or 4-0, but I still have to make up my mind. But it's I'm juggling those two yet between three or four. Yeah, and, and don't forget that game uh, against Vizela that we were just talking about in the first round comes after the loss to Portimonense, which was JJ's first loss. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's so right. a, a very we, at home a, and we went on a road and a very delicate yep. a very delicate time uh and uh, I think that's when we we really started seeing the the fragilities of of this squad uh during that time uh Dave since um Chris is is thinking about his position you you want some time also I'll go I'll say 4-1 Epa I'm going to say uh I'm going to say uh 3 nothing I can't pick three nothing. You could pick three nothing. I'm lean. I'm, I figure I'd go with you. I have more sense of uh, sense of there, chance there, of success. Something is pulling me to four, but I don't know. I'm 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 gonna stick with three. Three nothing. Yeah, but the sun's pulling me to four. There's a four in there somewhere, but I'm gonna change mine. I'm gonna say three zero. I'm gonna say three one. Three zero. Cristiano's gonna go three zero. Three zero. Yeah. All right, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what the line is. Uh, for a three-zero uh, score uh, line, but uh, the uh, the <laughs> I gotta find a magic name for you. What's it? What's it be a good magic name for? No guns is Yeah. So I, I think I think I think Benfica will will carry this. Do uh, you warm um, into this game? At the start, the lose fans will turn out once again. Um, they want to send off the boys with the valiant applause into Amsterdam. I yeah, that, and that's the other thing that I wanted that I wanted to um, to ask you, right? So obviously, first place, I think it's a foregone conclusion at this point. We're nine games to go, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, making it to the next round of the Champions League in terms of the, of the financial impact, it has a financial impact. I don't know how if we get past Ajax, I don't know how far we could go past that. But certainly, do you think that the Ajax game will have a bigger priority than the, Vizel, than the Vizela game? And do you think that would serve as a distraction? Oh, that, that's, that's a good point. Uh, good question, I should say. Now, look, I, I think... No, nah, I, I think this coaching staff is, as much as I'm not a fan, I think they'll they'll get these guys ready. I think they'll have them ready to play at home. I think once they step onto the field, they see the fans. I think they'll understand this is an important game. But look, wearing a Benfica shirt, we understand that every game is an important game. Whether it's Tasa de Liga, whether it's Champions League, every game you play at Benfica is a big game and the pressure is always on. And I think they'll be ready for it, Alfredo. But yeah, I think if you had to ask me, pa, so Benfica va a perder un dos jogos, quais é que eres? That's my opinion. Dave, what do you think? You think that um, 
that this Vizela, Vizela game, understanding that Vizela is in 14 game, 14th place could be a little bit of a, of a, a, trap, a, trap, game? a trap game. Yeah, I, do you think that they'll have the eyes off the ball? I hope not, but uh, unfortunately we've seen uh, the other side of what this uh, this squad can put uh, us fans through, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping for a, a nice uh confident result get some early goals uh quickly and that can uh hopefully set the uh set the tone for the rest of the game maybe get some uh get some guys some rest make some substitutions at the 60th minute mark to uh, get some guys some rest going into uh the ajax uh game but get some uh get some nice quick goals right off the top and uh we can set up shop the rest of the uh the game yeah, Carlos says Chris de Nostradamus. Yeah. I think if you get this one right, I think you you're gonna probably you're gonna have to be nicknamed. Somebody's gonna have to baptize you. Nyaga. O Nyaga dos Pobres. O bruxo. I think look, I, I just think Benfica come in on a better form. The other team's struggling of late. Benfica it seems to be a different team when they play at home. Uh when, I don't know when they're on the roll. On the road, on the road. No, no, when they're on the roll, on the roll, on the roll. When they're on the on a roll, don't you got When they're when they're good, you got to don't you No, but they're coming <laughs> off they're coming off positive results, and I think Benfica can build off of that. I think right now the players' confidence is high. I really do. I look at that team, and I know we didn't play. It's definitely particular. rising. It is. I don't know I, about high. I don't. Well, well, I mean, look, you coming off a game, a two-two draw at home. With the team that not a lot of people give you not give you a realistic chance and that you know and then they carry it on to another to 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 another game and I know they didn't play lights out but again a win is a win it's a character builder it's a it's a a confidence builder I think this team right now is on an upward stride Sporting you know is within an arm's reach I know still four points is two two results away but. There's some positive positive things happening around this team right now. Yeah, I no, I, I agree with you. There's definitely some uh, positives because you know you're not you're getting the results, albeit ugly. Um, but uh, somebody was saying that uh, there was a there was actually uh, it was I, I believe it was I forget who it was. Um, but the 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 comment was up, and they were saying that Rafa and uh, Darwin are going to be key. Uh, and understanding how, uh, that Ajax is not is going to give us some room, I uh, especially in the back. Not so much they'll, they'll press high, but in the back they'll, there's be there'll be some room for Rafa and Darwin. And I think that's where we can yeah, but it's we always can the beat them. It's always like that. Yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, the game against Ajax will happen this uh, upcoming Tuesday, a week a week from today, as we record this. Um, after since beating or since tying Benfica. Ajax lost to the Go Ahead Eagles. They beat uh, uh, Alkmaar and they beat uh, Walvik. Um, last Walvik last week. Walvik, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, in the 90th minute, they uh, they got the three-two result in the 90th minute against Walvik. This weekend, they will play eighth-place Camber this Friday. So the same, they will have the same amount of rest as as Benfica. Uh, do you guys want to? Um, Want to give a prediction to this game? For this game? No. Okay. One game at a time, I guess, right? 
it dictates it dictates yeah. The, the, yeah it does a lot a lot of things you know hang in the balance yeah look th- for me um the thing is i i think just just the team has to go and and kind of play um without any inhibitions i think you just have to play you got to believe in yourself you got to believe that the the squad has enough uh to beat this ajax team uh understanding that ajax are going to be home crowd is going to be with them we have to be smart we have to be smart uh try to hold them first 20 25 minutes are going to be important to hold them um hopefully after that you get a little bit of a balance the game take a little bit of the crowd out of the game uh and then maybe the second half we could we can make a push uh as ajax comes further further up the field i i, I think that it's it's our game to lose to be honest with you i can say this much I, I, i'm not a fan wasn't a fan and i'm still not a fan of them taking away the, the taking away the away goals right um but in this instance, it benefits Benfica clearly because if 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 you go into this game, Ajax tie two two on the road, it's it's going to be a very uh, yeah zero zero result would have done it. Yeah, I mean anything a one one yeah would have done it, and so you know would have put Benfica in a totally different predicament than what we're facing here going into this game next week. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I I say it over and over. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. I've said I clearly remember years ago. When we played, I believe it was Bayern Munich, uh, Alfredo, and you and I and Dave, um, Dave and um, Steve at the time were doing a podcast. And I remember going like on a rant or some shit. Like, you know, I get it. We're playing, but this is Benfica. We should always play our Benfica. We should never be intimidated by anybody. We should always try to implement our game. And I understand. But at the time, the gap wasn't even as great as but it there, is now. There's that level of expectations that you have compared to what, what, what it Yeah, is. just Benfica should always play. You know, should always come into a stadium, no matter who the opponent is, to win a game. Now, obviously, the, it seems from then to now, the gap between the quality and the depth of squads, the elite squads, has grown. It's yeah. gotten even wider. So now I, I understand, you know, going into Manchester City, going into Bayern Munich, going into Liverpool. I, I get it. You have to, yo, temper your expectations. Like, I'm about cuidadín because wrong step. You know what I mean? But I don't think... Ajax is that type of team. I think that they're clearly better than Benfica, but I don't see that huge gap between the two clubs. I do think that they're favored um, going into this game. Uh, they're favored. Not favored. They're favored going into this game. They're playing at home. Um, I, I understand that Benfica, if you match up their roster player by player, doesn't match up to theirs. But I, I still do think Benfica has a, has a has a fighter's chance. Yeah. I really do. No, I'm with you. I, I just I just I can't really get because to me, a lot of what I will look for going into this game on Tuesday, I have to see a positive result. You know what I mean? I, I don't want it, like as Dave mentioned, it's clearly a, you know it's clearly a trap game. But I'm hoping that Benfica overcomes that. But I need to see the type of performance that they put in because I think confidence will have a lot to do going into this game. So that's why right now, and I'm not even trying to be softy. I'm not trying. I just, I, I can't really. I, I'm. I don't know. I mean, I'm seeing two one. Right. I just don't know which way yet. I just need to. I I need to to see how Benfica plays on Friday. Yep. Now, 
Dave, what, what are your what are your thoughts on the, on the game, man? What what do you what's your gut telling you? I was gonna go uh, one two. I don't know. I'm I'm call me uh, a lunatic or, or what, but I I'm I'm getting some positive vibes from this team at this uh, this moment, which is uh, crazy considering about two three weeks ago, me and you Alfredo were sitting here or how much we're Benfica were we're gonna lose by. It wasn't that they were gonna win. It was how much they were gonna lose by, but. Um, I think that, uh, that first, uh, leg gave this, uh, team some confidence. So, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, a one, two, uh, scoreline and Benfica goes through to the, uh, the next round. Yeah. I see Kevin here say Benfica wins one zero. I just, I don't see Benfica keeping a clean sheet in that game. Yeah. That's tough, man. Especially against, uh, Ayak who could, who will create opportunities and has, uh, players that can make a difference up front. The Brazilian kid on the wing. Uh, what's that other guy? Hayer? 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 No, the, the hater, whatever his name is. Yeah, hater. Hater, whatever his name is. Yeah, that guy, that dude up front. The one that scored five against Sport. <laughs> the one that scored two against us. Holler. Holler. And Holler. one of them was, yeah, was in his own goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I think that Ajax has the firepower. I, I think that I want to say 1 1, and then Benfica takes it in the prolongamento. It's gonna be an epic, epic night in Amsterdam. So then, so it can't be one-one. It's got to be some type of result, Alfredo. One-one. Well, but we're we're doing for the 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 betting houses, right? No, no, but one-one, and then what? It goes to penalties, and we win. No, you know, if you play on DraftKings, you it's the end of uh, regular time result. I know, but so you're saying Mefica takes it into overtime, one-one, and then Mefica wins, and 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 so it's two uh, to one. Yeah. No, but by the betting, it, it would be Who cares be about one, betting? One. We're not doing betting. We're giving our palpite <laughs> on the game. <laughs> I think that Benfica manages to uh, win an extra time. So two to one, then. Epic it's not one to one. Yeah, could be. What do you mean, could be? So a three one? Four one? It could be three to two. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be goals. There's definitely going to be goals. I just I I just can't I can't I, see if he's going. Yeah, to I I just think that um, the way we finished off this game against Ajax at Chalouse and the way we played in that second half should give the team some confidence in terms of um, playing this Ajax team, albeit uh, in the Netherlands, right? Because I. My belief was that Benfica respected Ajax way too much in the first half of uh, the game at Stade Luz. I think the second half, something was said at the halftime saying, "Hey, you don't have to be afraid of these guys. Let's let's stick the game to these guys. You got the you got the crowd behind it you." It was a little of that, but remember, they had a two to one lead, and with them, a two to one was good enough. So I think they let Benfica play as well. They said, "Look, if they could get it, credit to them, but we don't believe they can." Doesn't do for it, and then Benfica got it because you see, once Benfica leveled things, they started to press us as well, and all of a sudden we couldn't even get out of our half. Yeah, uh, so, Kevin is saying Adi, Adi will be lights out, even though he doesn't catch the ball often. I just want to throw a, sh- a quick shout out to Sheikh Marcelino and, and and Mike. They were going back and forth, and I just wanted to say, if my opinion matters in this case, Sheikh, I agree with you, Mike. Eh, you lose. <laughs> well, this. I love Mike. I'm just saying. I'm siding with Sheik. That's simple. They should have if you come out. I love Mike. I'm going to go meet with him in, in uh, Miami, in New York. But I He just, wishes in Miami. I know. But uh, I actually, I just, I'm just saying, I agree with Sheik. I was reading uh, their back and forth. Yeah. I don't know what, the, what, I wasn't keeping up. 
Go read the comments. Uh, but anyway, that's all we really got. Yeah. Well, Dave, listen, what, what, what do you got, bro? Wednesday chilling, celebrating. You got anything else, Dave? I don't have anything. I thought we were keeping this nice and uh, short here for uh, yeah, for our nice. no- Nostradamus here. Yeah, it's Chris. It's always Chris's fault. It was short. It is wild, it, you know the the shortest uh, episode was when Chris hosted because I have con- as of as of late because I have things under control. <laughs> he got things under control. That's because you don't go off on uh, on tangents. So you give me a hint. <laughs> you got to host more of them. <laughs> anyway, um, that is all we got for you the, this week. Um, we didn't talk about. Uh, I just want to mention something real quick about the the PT interview. Um, I got to say, I didn't read it. I'm not interested in reading it um, because I have my own my own opinion of Pizzi. I'll give you my two. I'll give my two cents, though. What? And we're trying to wrap this up. But I give my, here's my thing. <clears> there has <throat> been so much negative pub, you know, obviously publicity out there. So much negative printing about Pizzi. And the one thing that left me scratching my head, I have to be brutally honest. Was. And I don't, I'm not a premium subscriber to, 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 to record, so I haven't seen the full thing. But they've released clips of of the interview. And there was obviously a me- video message from Rui Vitoria, which whatever. But the video message from uh, Bruno Lage left me kind of, hmm, right? When he turns around and he says, and amongst those lines, I don't recall phrase, line the, for line, the, it would, something about force or whatever. And, and, and I've known the feeling I've been let down by those same people. And that left me like, same people. Like that, that, if there's ever a saving grace for PZ in my book, that was it right now. Nah. Well, so, I mean, what do you think he's referring I, to? I don't. Um, Who are I, these people? I don't people? Inter- interpret it. Right. I, I do I get it and everything points that there's, because Lodge, there's Lodge, a group because if this guy because if in reality this guy really set up Lodge for failure, Lodge doesn't have Lodge could just tell Record, look, I'm busy, I don't have time. He doesn't have to send him a video. Lodge could have very very easily just said, Look, I, I can't, I don't you know, I'm yeah. I'm have other commitments. By lot like and then he you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just think that um I don't know. It was the the interview was very PC, and he said he doesn't plan on returning. And then he said that nothing happened with JJ. It was just something football. When the president has publicly said yes, there was a problem. PC was going to be excluded from the team. But here's the thing. Everything that that Pizzi said contradicts what Rui Costa said in terms of the event. Like I said. In terms of that situation. Everything everything else was just music. Everything was music. But that that large comment, that's the only... How do you know that he's not not being sarcastic? We don't know. Because do you know Lash to be a sarcastic guy? I don't. It could he be. He seems to be. A, no, this is He's the coach. intelligent enough to this throw a barb without people knowing. This is the coach that would come into a press conference after Vimfica victory and would give you a moral lesson. Yeah. 
It doesn't Vamos votar. It doesn't strike me as a sarcastic guy who's trying yeah. to send messages. I, I just, across messages. I just thought the whole thing. I found the whole thing odd. I will right? tell you this: How do they go and get v a statement from Vitoria and a statement from Lash? Well, the only the only guy who was missing there was AJ. They probably declined. They probably, probably, probably fuck said, that guy. He's going for dinner with uh with Vieta. Um, now here's the thing. The leaks all came through record. It's obviously Pisa's got a great relationship with record. Shocking, you know what I mean? Like like our boy Nunu Picado is always at the like record shocking. The record the gives the exclusive. Like whip. Record broke the news in terms of what exactly. had gone on in the locker room. So it's like when I saw that, I was like. Oh, here we go. This is a this is gonna be one of those. Let's clean up the image, right? Let's do our boy. Yeah, yeah. But that lodge, I just and the, get and, over um, and and the boys from 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 FM at a, at a good point, uh, which which I agree is like, it, Benfica players are so sheltered and so controlled in terms of when they could speak to the media. Was Pizzi allowed and authorized to speak to Record, and why was he? Allowed to speak Wait, to record this past this interview? Well, for this interview. I don't think I don't think if he has anything to do with that no more. Now he's, he's still a Benfica player, but doesn't have to get authority. Maybe the PR people. Yeah, I don't know. His new club. Did. But the point was understanding the 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 path and the vendetta that both record and Correa de Manhã have been uh, against Benfica, and they're both owned by the same parent, which is Coffina. Uh, and obviously, I'm I'm repeating things that I heard on on FM. Yeah, throwing them under the bus. And, and they said that number one, if Benfica authorized the interview, why would they authorize it to record? Since they've had this vendetta against Benfica, and they've been the ones spilling out the the scooters, and Ricardo was very upset. I don't think they had a say in it. You don't think they had a say? Absolutely not. I think that Benfica still controls, especially no. if he's talking to, to Portuguese media. No, no, because I think the request was put in from, from Portuguese media to his new club, whatever. Uh, what is the name yeah, of the club? Yeah, but Benfica Asaki. still owns his, his, his pass, man. Doesn't matter. He's, he's he's on another team. Like, they don't – anytime uh, – Alfredo, anytime any 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 media service wants to have it, they don't go to Benfica and say, can I have a conversation with Florentino who's now alone? Can I have a conversation with, with Jota who's alone? No. I, I know they that go to the club that's, that's that they're playing for. And so Pasaki probably said, yo, yeah, of course you could do an interview. Dad, you know, they had no idea that, that 100% of the interview was going to be based on Benfica, I'm pretty sure. But I, I will bet you Benfica had nothing. I think Benfica was as shocked as all of us. Yeah, I don't know. If Benfica was shocked, then I I get it. But I'll tell you, I don't think. And I did. I know this because when we requested to speak to uh, to Keaton Parks, obviously, you know, Chris is 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 good friends with with Keaton, uh, and Keaton, you know, gave Chris a, a verbal okay to be on our podcast. But you still have to go through the proper channels mm -hmm. to be authorized. And granted, Keaton is not a main a big player uh, at Benfica, just like Pizzi is. Keaton, all he had to do is he had to get the okay from their PR guy, which I believe that I and, sent an email. Keaton told the guy, "Yes, I want to do it," so the guy right. approved it. So because he was he was going to reject it. Yeah, yeah, he correct. was going to reject it, but Keaton said, "No, I want to do it." I know yes, those guys. Correct. So I I just find it odd that that this wouldn't have been run by Benfica. It wasn't, and Mike, and especially Mike, with with PC I'm saying that he's going to return. Mike I don't know. clearly clearly missed the part where I said. When Pasaki approved the interview, they had no idea it was going to be 100% on Benfica. It was just, yo, we're going to do an interview. 
Yeah, I, said, I'm, I'm with I, you, Mike. I don't. I think that this has to go up the the chain for Benfica. Alfredo, I think even Pizzi knows Benfica that. Benfica didn't know. You're crazy. Benfica has nothing to do with that at that point. It's the club that he's playing for that's got that has to approve. It could be. I'm telling you, Alfredo. Well, do you know that for sure? You don't. We neither one of us I'm knows for sure. sure. Well, I'm 99% sure also that it would have gotten cleared by no. Benfica. 100% no. Yeah, but Mike makes a great point. Why would the the club that he's on loan now agree? I just told you they didn't know. They, they pro- Alfredo, like you and I. They hey, didn't know what the content of the, the interview was going to be? Because hey, the content hey, was basically about Benfica. Hey, Gordon, I want to interview um, Sean Davis. Okay, what are you guys going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about the season and you know, what's his upbringing. Okay, fine. Start the interview. Sean, what's up? How's it going? As a Jersey kid, how does it feel like to represent your local club? It's fantastic. All right, let's talk about, you know, let's go back to your roots. You played, you know, here. Yeah. Bro, I, I don't think that – I'm telling I think everybody was surprised. I think the people that knew about this was clearly recorded in, in PZ. Yeah, and my I agree. Don't think I don't think PZ's coming back, but he still has contract with uh, Benfica, and this was him going rogue to try to clear his name. I, I completely understood it as, as – uh, as a PC slash PR type of interview to clear his name because PC left the club under the suspicion that he had fired JJ, that he was involved in that, or that he was part of that. And Rui Costa, he's publicly admitted that, that there was a problem between JJ and PC. The players took PC's side. And he felt that at that time, there was no more conditions for JJ to continue. I've interviewed plenty of guys. I've been fortunate. I've been privileged. I've been lucky to interview plenty of guys. And unless there is a team steward or somebody that works for the team sitting there controlling everything you're saying, telling the player, tapping them, answer that, don't, which I doubt Vashaki sent somebody that actually speaks Portuguese, that understands every single question. To them, it was beautiful. Oh, look, our team's getting attention in Portugal. We're getting coverage. I, there was nobody sitting there. Checking every question that was asked. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. bet you. I agree with Mike. I'm convinced PT agreed, record approved, and Benfica was an outsider 100%. Exactly. It only makes sense if that's, it's like that. That's what I said. Be- because Benfica doesn't have a say. As a club, and understanding the vendetta that record and, and CM have had against you, the last thing you want to do is give them an exclusive interview with a player. Alfredo, but now you're saying you agree, but that's what I've been saying the whole time. I, I agree if that's the that case the, because Benfica I don't no see how, how Benfica would have authorized it. Benfica had no say. What I'm saying is that PC should have gone to Benfica. Why? Parent club. No, he shouldn't have. He's playing. He's representing another club now. All requests have to go through my club now. My former club. Now, if he's got class in him, if he's really worried about coming back and Portuguese playing. Portuguese media. doesn't matter. If he's worried about coming back and playing for Benfica, he says, listen, right now is not the right time. So That's, you think he burned he's burned that bridge? I, I think PZ's done. I hope so. I think PZ's done. But now to you saying that Benfica or like the guys on, on FM, how does Benfica Benfica had no say? Benfica had no idea that this was happening. For as much as they control players, I I I well, how I, you leaves control me a player that's head. on the outside. Yeah, but there's so much that they could do in controlling these players, and I, I, I really think if if the if, if, if PC went rogue, then PC went rogue. Bro, it, was, it wasn't. Listen, a media outlet reached out to Bashaki and said, "I would like to interview your player." 
they said, great, we're going to get co coverage internationally, which we don't get much of. This is not Galatasaray. This is not uh, Fenerbahce or Besiktas, right? This is a small, well, it's a play, It's in a big city, but it's one of the smaller clubs. They don't get a lot of international attention. They were thrilled that an outside source wanted to do a story on one of their players. Go ahead, right away. Sure, why not? They never once considered, do we call Benfica and ask if it's okay? No, they to them, it was great news. Yeah. Now, if they had an agreement when Benfica loaned them and Benfica said, look, any, which they wouldn't do, bro. They just wouldn't. But I any media request you get, you got to come through Portuguese us. media, man. Doesn't matter. If it's Turkish media all day, Benfica is not going to give a, a rat's ass. But if it's Portuguese media, and, and maybe Benfica did get caught with, with their pants down. And and nothing was even a consideration. Say, hey, just so you know, Record reached out. I'm going to do an interview with with them. And it might be just like Mike is saying. Is uh, is he's he's Mike, a rogue. Mike, Mike is oh my God. Being anyway, Bumzimbara. He doesn't own the place, so they don't have the right. Bumzimbara. Bumzimbara. Love Dave, you guys. Tamanyempa. Freddy's. We'll be back on Wednesday. Thank you to all the Freddies that uh, that that were in the chat with us, and it was lively. An hour and thirty two minutes. Almost as half, almost as long as that first half for Benfica. Take care, everyone. Love you guys.